Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Ellen Gregory and welcome to the Head in the Clouds podcast. Hello there podcasters, Ellen here. I hope you're all doing okay. It's Thursday, it's super miserable outside and to be fair I'm feeling the weather. I feel like the weather right now. I'm not having the best of days. Um, Yesterday my car went kaputsies basically went to turn it on everything started up apart from the engine so there's a problem with the mobilizer but they think that that might be to do with the key and i haven't been able to get it to start i managed to jump start it go to work got to work worked my shift went to go home at like half nine and the car just would not start and i've had to leave it in the car park and just hope that it doesn't i don't know get nicked no, it'll be fine. It was just so annoying. I had jump leads with me and everything. Tried jumping it. Nothing would work. So it is a bit of a pain. I've been on the phone to the garage this morning. On the phone to someone who deals with like car keys and stuff like that. I think the key needs reprogramming or something. So I don't know what it's going to cost. I'm more worried about the cost to be honest. I hope it's not too much. But then I've read online that some car keys are really expensive to recreate and stuff. And that's my only key. I don't have any spares. So I'm like, oh, for good sake. But hopefully, 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 hopefully it's all back to good soon. Because I can't be without my car. I honestly didn't realise how much I needed my car. And I need it a ridiculous amount. It's so annoying not having it kind of to rely on like today I needed to drop my sister into work for three o'clock now my mum's going to have to do it me and my mum tried to go and jump start this morning at six so I've been up since six it's now 11 and it just wouldn't have any of it someone who was going into work came over and tried to help which was really great of them but you know nothing happened so I've just had to abandon it round two and I'm hoping that we can get it fixed and I can get back on the road again I, if I lived in a city, I wouldn't bother with a car and I wouldn't be that worried. But because I live where I live and to get to work, if I was to walk, it'd be like a two hour and ten minute walk. And there's nowhere I can really work nearer to me that I could walk to. It's kind of rubbish. And I guess that is like the downside of living in the countryside. You have to drive everywhere. Transport links are so poor where I live. I mean, we have a bus that runs to like the closest city every hour sometimes not every hour and that takes like an hour and a half at least to get there when it's only a 40 minute drive and it is a pain but at the same time I guess you know if you couldn't drive well I mean when I couldn't drive I had to take that all the time and it was a nightmare because just because it takes so long but it's not been all bad this week I did actually have a really cute encounter sorry if you can hear birds by the way my cats are both in my room, the window's open, and they're just looking out the window. They might also chortle a little bit, which is like a noise they make when they see birds. Because they're, I don't know what they're doing really. Jasper's really confused on the volume bar that's going up on my computer. He gave it a really 
like big stare and wanted to kind of attack my screen so I've had to kind of move him away and now he's just sat on my bed looking miserable like usual but yeah it's not been all bad this week I lost a pound for Slimwell which is really really good I managed to do my second run well my first and second run of couch to 5k week four run yes I'm on run two now this week has been the hardest it's been so you do a three minute run you have a minute and a half rest a five minute run a two minute rest and then a three minute run a minute and a half rest and then a five minute run and I was sweating I honestly thought I was going to be sick it got to the second three minute run and I think I had my um jumper tied around my waist too tight and then Laura on the um voiceover she says ah you should focus on your breathing if you get a stitch and breathe like this so I was trying to do these really deep breaths and I think it just made me feel really ill. And I had to pause it on the three minute one and just kind of stop for a minute, get some breaths together, get myself together and then go. I'm meant to be doing my next run today actually but I don't know if I'll get it done today now. Especially with this car situation. I'm hoping that if the man comes out and manages to fix my car or whatever this afternoon then I can go to um, Dunham Mill and then like home bargains and stuff with my mum and get some uni bits so that's what I'm hoping is going to happen today but I've also had a really cute encounter I was driving to work on Tuesday and I was just driving along and where I was driving it's kind of like loads of trees over the road it's a two-way road there's no houses to the left or to the right and like to the left is quite a steep drop and I was just driving down this road and out of nowhere this dog, it's like a Jack Russell, really small dog, is running towards my car. And I'm there driving. I'm the only one on this road at the moment. And I'm going, like, the speed limit, which is 60. And I see this dog, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, there's a dog over there. So I'm braking, braking really, really hard. And I get to, the, get to a stop, and this dog just runs straight to my car. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I open my car door, and this little Jack Russell dog comes in, jumps right onto my lap, onto my passenger seat into the back runs all around the back runs into the front again and I'm like well what the what do I do like this dog has come out of nowhere and I love dogs I love animals I do think that I've definitely got a bit more of a special connection with animals especially after what happened with me and the bird the other day where it just flew into my hands kind of thing I just think you know I'm a bit I'm good with animals and so I'm like what do I do like this dog has just come into my car out of nowhere it's become a best friend. Honestly, I love it. Me and this dog have become buddies. I did find out it was a female, not a male dog. So she was just so beautiful. She was so lovely. And so I drive down the road a little bit more because I'm like, well, I can't really just chuck her out my car and go. So I keep her in the car because I'm like, if I chuck her out, that is a really bad thing. Like, I can't just leave this dog, even though she probably knew where she was going. I didn't want to. And I could kind of tell it was like a farm type dog. Or at least it looked like it was from like a farming sort of area. So I drive a little further on and I see a lay-by to kind of pull into. So I pull in and I ring the closest vets and I just say, Hi, I found a dog. Is it okay if I bring them in? And so they're like, yeah, yeah, bring the dog in, bring it in. So she didn't have a tag on her collar. And there is now a law in place where all dogs have to have a collar, like a collar on and tags when they leave the house. And the tag has to say a phone number address and name but I don't think address has to be on it 
I think the main thing is phone number and she didn't have one of those tags so I couldn't just phone a number and take her back to her owners because there wasn't one so I I had to go to the vets and it wasn't too far out but when I was on my way to work it was a little bit of an inconvenience although honestly for this dog I did not mind you know I'd do anything for this dog it was so lovely and so sweet and I drove her straight to the vets and the vet took her away but on our way to the vets I was thinking oh my days what is going on she was in my car in the passenger seat and she obviously is quite used to being in a car you can just tell and the way she was in she had one foot on where you know in the car where a bit comes out where you have the window open and close button she had one paw on that one paw on the like window silly bit of the window staring out looking like such a cool little girl and I was so proud of my little baby that I'd picked up she was lovely she was so cool and she was so friendly and I mean I had to pick her up and move her a few times because she kept jumping up and trying to go on the dash and I was like no you can't do that so I had to pick her up and that's how I found out she was a girl and she didn't growl or anything she didn't go aggressive she was just so lovely and the best temperament ever and I've honestly I wanted her so bad she was a little Jack Russell puppy she was she wasn't even a puppy she was a dog but she was so tiny and so lovely and I get to the vets and I said look if like you can't find her home like let me know and I'd be more than happy to adopt her but they have found her home thank goodness apparently she has escaped before she's a bit of a wanderer so I'm guessing they're used to her being picked up and dropped into the vets but at the same time obviously she got into my car so easily all I did was open the door and she ran in and jumped on me and stuff and she didn't growl or be wary at all and she didn't she enjoyed the car journey to the vets and my worry is you know if she's gonna do that what if she gets dog napped there is so much going on in the world regarding dog nappings at the moment that you know anything could happen to her bless her but she was so sweet oh no I fell in love I wanted that puppy so bad she was the nicest little dog she got hair all over my car and I haven't even really complained because even though it means I'm gonna have to get my car cleaned out you know it was worth it for that cute Milo what are you doing the cat is causing havoc it was worth it for that cutie because she was so sweet Aww, but that was just so weird I did not expect that on my way to work and it did make my day it was so cute but then other than that my week has been pretty dull I haven't really done a lot I've worked a bit this week to try and get some overtime I had a bit of conflict with a man in the queue because he was being rude I did accidentally call him an asshole, but I was walking away so I didn't do it to his face which is good but he was just so rude he had a go at another member of staff then I asked him to keep two meters in the queue because he wasn't and then he had a go at me and then he had a go at people inside the store as well so it just shows that he was a very nice sort of person so this week there's also been a lot of progress for the black lives matter which we talked about in the last episode of the podcast and I've now got an article here from the New York Times and they say on here how it is now winning and I have seen changes and I'm going to talk about them in a minute but in this article it says Black Lives Matter aims to highlight the depth of brutality, injustice and unaccountability that American society, especially law enforcement, harbours towards black people. 
Many protesters set out to call attention to the unchecked power of the police, their military weaponry and their capricious use of it. They wanted to show that the problem of policing in America is more than that of individual bad officers. The problem is a culture that protects wrongdoers, tolerates mendacity, rewards blind loyalty and is fiercely resistant to change. More deeply, it is a law enforcement culture that does not regard black lives as a worthy of protection. And you can definitely see that in America. I mean, I saw a video this morning. There was people out protesting about Trump, like how they want him to stay in power and how much they love him. And it was a huge group of just white people, massive, massive group. And the police were just stood there by them. They had no tear gas, no rubber bullets. And it was like all of a sudden when this group of white people who support Trump come out, they don't use any of that against them. But when it's people protesting for black lives and black people protesting for their own lives, all of a sudden, you know, rubber bullets are okay and tear gas is okay. I mean, I saw such a sad post about a woman who was shot in the belly with a rubber bullet and she's pregnant. And I'm pretty sure she did have a miscarriage. I'm not 100% sure on that. But the brutality that they've used towards these people out peacefully protesting is not fair. And I know there are a few that have taken it too far. And some people do use, like, a protest as a way to just do horrible things and, you know, loot and riot and just cause havoc. But those people aren't always supportive of what's going on they're just using it as an opportunity obviously you see people from all sorts of backgrounds white black all sorts doing these problems and they are a very very small minority who would do it and that's why these protests can't be seen as how badly they're portrayed in the media because they're not and that's not what they're there for the reason why they look so bad is because of the select few that are doing all the graffitiing that are doing all the bad stuff and are causing this issues and these issues are being caused by them and not by the people who were originally peacefully protesting. So in New York, they're now cutting the £6 billion police budget. And I mean, that is so much money for policing. I mean, if you think about it, America doesn't have free healthcare and I don't think they do like housing benefit, but I'm not 100% sure. So, obviously, they are putting more money into that. And if you look at America's army and the amount of money they put into their military and army, it is incredible. They put in so much. All NATO countries, linked with America, have a base in them, an air base for American ships. They want to be the only one with the most power, the most money. They have so much money spent into military and defence so they can have power over the whole world. And that obviously is a worry and it's something that they shouldn't have, but they're so power hungry. And the things that I've been seeing all over social media, obviously some things aren't great. There are some fake news on there. You've got to be careful. I know there was some news saying how George Floyd beat up his pregnant girlfriend and stuff like that. And stuff like that isn't true. But obviously people make it up and share it because they don't want, because they don't agree with people protesting Black Lives Matter and stuff and it's not nice but you've got to be like so careful what you do read on the media but at the end of the day these protests are working there have been change and i mean in the uk we've had protests they haven't really gotten too violent but we've had them and there is a few things happening such as obviously in bristol they pulled down the colston 
um, statue. Now, Columbus is in a lake in the US and Milligan has come down in London. King Leopold II is down in Belgium. Manchester, Leeds and London are to review all the statues and memorials planned for Windrush. So those things have been great because that means that there is a change that's starting, getting rid of these statues. I mean, why should we have statues up of people who caused slavery or did things that hurt so many people? And why are we, you know, making statues of them and walking past them? And there have been people that have been really upset by the fact that these statues have been taken down. And not going to lie, I doubt they've ever even looked at the statues. And not just that. Why would you want to honour someone who has done terrible things? I get maybe years ago times were different. Like times were different years ago, you know, and they didn't care about human lives as much. But still, it's not right, you know. They were doing these things. They were doing these things to human beings. They should have known what they were doing was wrong at the time. And I don't care how long ago it was. They shouldn't be honoured for it. And I think we should have all been told a little bit more in schools especially what does happen in the world i mean as i said in the last podcast black history was never talked about in my primary school or in my secondary school we were never taught about what really happened or we were taught about the world war how the uk won it but we weren't ever taught what happened afterwards how we rebuilt britain who we relied on who we then relied on and then tried to make leave the country we were never taught any of this and I think and that's how we've created a lot of racism in the country because people don't understand what actually happened. I will say that I'm so so happy to hear about all these movements and I did want to talk about them today because it just shows that when you're when you want change and you seek change you can make it happen. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast please remember to subscribe if you have anything to talk to us about or just want any advice or maybe you need some education on black lives matter don't hesitate to email us it's the head in the clouds podcast at gmail.com that's the head in the clouds podcast at gmail.com we also have an instagram that's also the head in the clouds podcast and we'd love a follow thank you bye